0: Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities country and world is in we are not ignoring or dismissing it we are concerned we are praying for you for all our brothers and sisters and for our fellow man in this difficult time that being said what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about god's word so keep us in your prayers and we'll keep you in ours And let's get today's episode started.
1: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes.
0: Eternal impact.
1: Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty. Welcome to Text Talk. We are looking at Acts chapter 10 on the program today. Edwin, what is our reading?
0: I'm going to begin in verse 9. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. This account of Gentile conversion. Mm-hmm. We've been moving through Acts to get to this point, and now we're seeing all the work that it is taking. Luke has been preparing us uh, rhetorically and logically as we read through Acts to get ready for this. Now we're seeing the preparation that Peter needed mm. in order to go along with this, the, the preparation that God was putting Peter through to say, this is okay,
1: well, I was just going to say that if you were going to ask me about, uh, you know, apostles, name a flawed apostle, right? Not that any of them are perfect. Name a flawed apostle. I'm, prob- I'm probably going to go with Peter. You know, he he's the one that uh, denied the Lord three times. He was the outspoken one. He was the one actually rebuked by the Lord and called the devil, get behind me, Satan. That was directed at Peter. Flawed apostle. Flawed apostle.
0: Maybe it just goes back to that old adage that the only person who doesn't make mistakes is the person who never tries anything.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. I'm just saying that even as you were reading this, what struck out to me was when this vision appears to him of the sheet with all the animals, what he can say is, I've never eaten any unclean thing. And while he wasn't a perfect person, and he'd be the first one to say he wasn't a perfect person. As far as this aspect of keeping the ceremonial, or this aspect of, of keeping the laws, I should just say, about the clean the unclean food, he had never violated that.
0: He was a servant of the Lord, and this is one of the reasons, of course, that I'm sure he was chosen as one of the apostles, and so now he sees this vision And the Lord says, rise, kill, and eat. And Peter does what Peter has always done. It's like he sees it as a test. Mm -hmm. No, Lord, I'm not going to do that. I've never done this. And so the Lord responds to him, what I have called clean, you don't call unclean. And he walks him through this three times. And by the time this is done, now there's a knock on the door. There's somebody hollering out at the gate. And hey, is Simon the one who is called Peter there? And he receives another revelation, the the spirit directly speaking to him. Mm-hmm. Go down. I have sent these men. You need to go with them. I am sending you. We're going to find that this is very important when he actually gets to Cornelius's house. He's going to talk about the idea that he had learned from this whole experience that God shows no partiality, but anyone who believes, whether they are Jews or Gentiles, are allowed to be a part of the kingdom. What I really want to make sure that we pull out of this, that we that we at least start here as we're talking about it, and that's the idea that we all have preconceptions.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: all have preconceptions about what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's right, what's not right, what God wants, what he doesn't want. We need to remember that we must pick Christ over our preconceptions.
1: And so in that vein, this preconception, this understanding was actually one informed by the scripture, by Jewish custom for thousand years.
0: It was a pretty good preconception to have. As a Jew, it was the law. It was exactly the way it was supposed to be under the law. Mm-hmm. But now that the faith was being established, mm-hmm. now that the gospel was being proclaimed, this was not the way it was going to be anymore. In fact, Mark, as he writes his gospel, is going to record at one point that Jesus made all foods clean. And when he talked about about the fact that, hey, what goes into the mouth goes to the stomach and is eliminated, Mark is going to comment that, look, at this moment, Jesus demonstrated that all things were going to be clean. Peter was there when that was said. But he didn't pick up on it as he's coming into this new covenant as a leader of the new covenant. He still does not understand how the gospel is going to work, how the faith is going to work. He's still bringing in some of the law into the gospel. So, yeah, he has a preconception informed by his years of custom under the law, but it's still not the way Christ is running the covenant that he is now under. What I need to do, no matter what my preconceptions are about what's right, about what's wrong, about what's lawful, about what's unlawful, when I see what Jesus has revealed, when I see what the Spirit has revealed, that needs to be my guide, not just my preconceptions, no matter how well-informed my
1: preconceptions might be. Well, I think that's just the thing, that it, he went. He could go to the Scripture and say, well, I'll tell you why I've never eaten this. Uh, you know, I read about this in Leviticus. I read about this. Um and what would we say to people today? How can I know what the Spirit's will is? How can I know what the Lord Jesus' will is? Well, we're still going to direct them to the Scriptures, to this New Testament Scripture, and to an appreciation again that there is a change of covenant from the Old Testament. Now there is a New Testament in Christ from a law of Moses because of the cross. Now there is a gospel of Christ, a covenant wherein is remission of sins, and things changed everything changed going from old testament to new testament
0: one of the things i think that might be going on here with peter again i've seen some of the other places like when jesus was washing feet in my mind i've always pictured it that in john chapter 13 when jesus is washing the feet of the apostles i I don't know if peter was first or last or somewhere in the middle and whether he's the first one he comes to and, and, and in peter's mind this is a test and I'm going to pass it, right. you are not going to wash my feet.
1: He's the one that speaks out about or, it. Or
0: if he's if he's six people down and the whole time he's thinking, I got it. This is a test. You jokers have been letting him wash your feet, but I know. I I don't know where he was on that. And I, I kind of feel like he sees the same thing here. Mm. But even in this, uh, you know, I think that he, he might see himself somewhat like Ezekiel. You remember Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter four, God talks to him about eating a certain amount of food, but he talks to him about in verse 12, this is Ezekiel four twelve. you shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it in their sight on human dung. And the Lord said, "'Thus shall the people of Israel eat their bread unclean among the nations where I will drive them.' Then I said, "'Ah, Lord God, behold, I have never defiled myself. From my youth up till now I have never eaten what died of itself or was torn by beasts, nor has tainted meat come into my mouth.' Then he said to me, "'See, I assign to you cow's dung instead of human dung, on which you may prepare your bread.'" So here's Ezekiel being given a command by the Lord, right. and he responds back, this is too much. This is too unclean. I, I've not ever done this. And so God even gives an adjustment. I mean, I, I feel like it was still unclean after that, but not quite as unclean. <laughs> um, so,
1: That's always a tough one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't even know why I brought this passage up other than. Well, I think
1: I know why you did.
0: I think Peter is seeing himself in that same vein, that the Lord has brought down this sheet full of animals and given him this direction. And he thinks that like Ezekiel, or, or there's some similarity here to say, well, Lord, I, I've, I've never done that. And he's expecting the Lord to adjust it. But the Lord doesn't adjust it for him. The Lord doesn't change it. He says, I've said they're not unclean, rise, kill and eat. And he does this three times. And of course, this is in order to get to the point of understanding that Gentiles are not unclean merely by being Gentiles. And so the gospel is supposed to go
1: to them. So the Holy Spirit is orchestrating all of this. And that's something else I like to bring out. It's the uh, Holy Spirit that lets him know that these travelers have been sent, which means that the Holy Spirit has sent the angel to Cornelius, the vision coming down three times. This is revelation. The God, the Holy Spirit, who does work so key in moving men to speak the word of God and reveal the word of God, uh, here active again in these ways to drive home to Peter uh, that, that what God has made clean you must not call common. Choose Christ over a preconception. There is a change happening and there is a real difference in this covenant that you've grown up into. this covenant you're now preaching.
0: What you've highlighted there is actually taking me in another direction as I look at this account. It is interesting the forms of communication that Peter that, that Cornelius and Peter experience is uh, Isn't here. it? Yes. In, at the beginning of chapter 10, it's the angel of the Lord that appears to Cornelius in a vision. Then we move into Peter's vision, and it's just a voice, a voice from the heavens. The, the heavens open up, and he sees this vision and a voice came to him. But then when there's the knock on the door, the spirit said to him as he was pondering the vision, behold, three men. So we see this, this idea of what he's experiencing. One with Cornelius, you have the angel mm-hmm. bringing the message. You have a voice from heaven in the with during vision, the, the sheet vision. And then you have the Holy Spirit himself when there's the knock on the door. I'm not sure that we're necessarily supposed to see in this three distinct different kinds of things what we have is god revealing yeah
1: yeah
0: god revealing and what an important revelation it is and it is earth shattering world changing kingdom defining shift taking place here we're going to take this gospel to the gentiles and here's here's one thing that i think we should recognize as we as we move along here and we're about to have to wrap up but there had been things said all the way along that should have prepared Peter for this moment mm-hmm. and yet still struggled. The great commission was mm-hmm. go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Right? Even, even when Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, it was about the promises for you and your children and all who are far off. That was Peter himself saying that, and yet he still didn't grasp and so we get to this point when the change is made and it's, and it's revealed and it's demonstrated and God through the Holy Spirit is, is working this revelation and in, in preparation in these profound and uh, uncontestable ways to make sure we completely understand the body of Christ is made up of Jews and Gentiles coming together together in one, unified in Jesus Christ. And what a powerful thing that is. I am so thankful for that. In fact, I want us to end with prayer here as we consider that. God in heaven, thank you so much for the body of Jesus Christ, for your new covenant temple, where there is no dividing wall, where there is no court of the Jews and court of the Gentiles, but we all come together as one temple, one body, Jesus as our head. Jesus as the cornerstone. We pray that we can build upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus as the cornerstone, that we might build up your temple and that building up that temple, we might be filled unto your fullness, that your glory might be in us, your church, and we could shine the light of your glory to all who are around us. Give us the strength to accomplish that, that all will see your glory through us. Father, we do love you so very, very much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at OccupEldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.